Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always variety in life. Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coffee Talk with Shell. I'm so excited. We're doing a really awesome interview tonight. I've been looking forward to it for a while now, and it is with an upcoming artist named Brandon Flippin, which I think he's calling in right now, so hold tight. Let me get to his call here in just a moment. Hold on, Brandon. Uh, again, his name is Brandon Flippin. You can follow him on, follow him, that is, on Twitter, B Flippin Music. It's B-F-L-I-P-P-E-N-M-U-S-I-C. It's his Twitter name. And you can find his first album ever called The Passionate Mind on SoundCloud. So follow me on Twitter, Coffee Talk WC. I'll be retweeting the link so you can find him and his album easily. Let me get him on the air as we get started tonight. I can't wait to hear lots of stories behind the songs on this awesome album. Hello, Brandon. You there? I'm here. Hi, Shell. How's it going? Oh, good. It's good to hear from you again. How's your week been? Pretty good. Pretty stressful. I'm. Uh, <laughs> we talked about this last time, but I'm in school right now, so I had some uh, papers due this weekend, and getting uh, things are starting to get towards the end of the semester, so things are getting busier for me. But other than oh that, my goodness! <laughs> right, I'm sure you're ready for a holiday break then, huh? <laughs> Oh, absolutely, yeah. My podcast even took a break from doing an episode for this week since the the holidays coming up here, so. Wow, well, I Much greatly needed. appreciate, oh, I'm sure, and I, on that note, I greatly appreciate a couple of things. appreciate you doing the interview tonight for, for sure, and I also appreciate your, your patience, as you understood last weekend, when I realized it was Veterans Day, and I was like, oh, no, I always yeah. dedicate the, to the military, you know, and, and uh, which, speaking of, they, they'll probably chime in my chat room they just so you know they listen while they're serving overseas every show for about a decade now and so they come into my my chat room where they type so if you hear me talking to them on air that's what's going on back and forth I share like their messages or their questions and what have you so shout out to Screaming Eagles (laughs) the army unit especially for Fort Campbell serving over in Iraq and Afghanistan as well as their I call her their sister and my I call her my sister too my dear friend Lieutenant Emmy but again I appreciate your patience on all that it sounds like you've got a lot going on i don't even know how you had time to make a whole album then that's crazy (laughs) (laughs) yeah well luckily this album was actually recorded like three years ago so it was actually kind of sitting on the back burner waiting to be uh produced and and released so i had this done a while ago i just never released it and now i finally got it out there so that's wonderful. Wow. I was just talking to someone yesterday about, um, no, I can't remember what movie it was, but it was kind of the gist of how sometimes it's worth the wait, like especially with the original movies, right. and then they rush it too much when they do the sequel. And I, I can't remember what movie we were talking about yesterday, but there was one that the guy waited like, he wrote the movie like 10 years before and just kept re-editing and, and make it perfection in it. And it ended up being one of the best movies ever. And now I can't remember the name of it. How terrible. It'll come back to me later, hopefully. <laughs> no, so that makes I sense. I totally understand that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, I didn't want to rush it out here and it actually did kind of work out because if I, if I had released it back when I was pursuing music as a career, you know, it would have, um, kind of been towards the end of my time pursuing music as a career, and maybe the album wouldn't have been as 
important to me as it is now. And now I'm like really excited to get it out there. And I think it's coming out now at a, at a perfect time in which, you know, I'm, I'm a little more active on social media, like you and I talked about last time. So it's yes. easier to share it with people. <laughs> Yes, most definitely. A couple of things on that note. One is, I think it's very ironic. I was watching a couple of YouTube videos earlier, and I went from your really nice music video to Seam to another compilation video of you basically saying, you know, goodbye to music as your <laughs> as your professional career. And and I was like, what? You've got a whole album out now. I'm so confused. Yet <laughs> it's like the best time to be <laughs> pursuing music as a professional career. Career. So you just—is it kind of like you took a step back and decided, well, just 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 do it for the love of music, or what? what you know, kind of where was the balance there? Yeah. yeah, no, that's. I mean, that's pretty much it. It's just like I feel like music. I feel very purposed in my journey with music. I feel like I've developed this skill set to be able to write songs. It's also been my outlet and my way of therapy almost like it is for a lot of people and I think Mm -hmm. that when you are an artist you you kind of have this responsibility to share your art with people because so many people go through things that maybe they don't even understand and I can't even count how many times I've listened to a song or watched a movie or a show or read a book or something where like just something about that piece of art that medium connected with me and I was able to self-reflect and figure something out just because of that piece of art. And so I think as artists, even though I'm not pursuing this as a profession, I think I have a passion for it. And I think that I hold a responsibility to share it with people so that, you know, maybe someone feels that feels a resonance with it that allows them to, you know, navigate the, the difficult times or to uh, feel inspired inspired about uh, something they're ambitious with, you know, any of those, those things I think you can find in, in, in a lot of different kinds of arts. And it just so happens that my art is, you know, songwriting and, and singing and playing piano. So I'm, I'm never going to stop that. I did stop it for a while and it was one of the biggest mistakes I've ever made. And I'm learning from that mistake. And even though I'm not pursuing it anymore, I, feel a very strong mission to continuously create and continuously share. So I appreciate your vulnerability more than, you know, Brandon, I think that is wonderful. (laughs) Um, And I mean, I myself took a hiatus for like three years on this podcast alone. Only did I be two interviews in three years for maybe four or five segments altogether uh, after losing so much family. And then um, it just kind of right. got to my breaking point. But on the on the creative arts side, I've always said creativity is the great, you know, it's great therapy. Find your outlet for you. It's music. I love music. But for me, it's, you know, I'm an aspiring comedian and I have stage fright. And right. I, I initially took the class years ago. Gosh, how long ago was it now? 2012, I think, something like that. It's been a yeah. while. And uh, I was performing, going to open mics, you know, did the improv, everything. And then just kind of the same time I shut down, like the podcast, the 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 comedy and everything. And I have gradually, I mean, like even this podcast, I have gradually been finding myself back. And I, and I feel like that mm-hmm. too. I regret losing so much time on not yeah. pursuing my dream of, of stamp comedy further, but this is a great lesson learned and, and you, you, you motivate more than, you know, just, uh, just FYI. <laughs> so I appreciate you sharing that more, 
than anything. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. And I'm so happy you came back. And uh, side note about your album, you know, speaking of timing and all, I don't know if you've heard any feedback like this, but for me personally, I know a lot of us have been watching just devastating news stories from Thousand Oaks, you know, shooting at the country club to the horrible yeah. wildfires. And uh, I was just like in yeah. tears last night. I was listening to another podcast and a, a guy from there happened to have lost his home and he was talking about the experience and I was just sobbing. And then I went from listening to that to your album and it was so cathartic. It was so healing to go from listening to these terrible awful heart-wrenching stories to going to your album which is a mixture to me of you know from heartbroken songs to motivational speaking yeah. like the spoken word type song is so motivational and uh yeah. i i kind of wondered on that note too do, you know you took me back a little bit to my psychology class days in college with some of your <laughs> songs you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah so i was yeah, wondering like if there's the, a connection there Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, some of these songs I wrote back when I was originally in my undergraduate program, um, you know, and I, I got my bachelor's degree in psychology. So I had a lot of inspiration for like the mental health side of things. And, you know, I've always been a person who has tried to encourage vulnerability because, you know, I guess by definition, vulnerability is looked at as like your weaknesses. But I think the the capacity for people to you know, be vulnerable with each other actually takes a lot of strength. And I think that's taken for granted a lot of times. And I think, you know, your, you know, uh, story about listening to these sad things and then going to my album, you know, that's not that I would ever want it to be coupled with heartache or, or uh, dark times or anything, but I think that's part of the reason why I try to be so expressive and so vulnerable in, in the music, because I know that it, it can connect with people on a very serious and, and deep level because that's how I, that's how I connect to music, you know? And yes. so with, on top of that, with, you know, like the note to self, which is the song you're talking about with like the motivational kind of, you know, there, there was a, it, it kind of was a psychology thing for me to, you know, kind of snap out of this uh, mindset that I had for a while um, where I just, was constantly kind of going through this vicious cycle of, of self-loathing and, and uh, beat my, you know, self up for things that, I mean, it wasn't going to make my path any easier. It was just going to make it all harder. And mm. something just snapped in me. And I was like, I need to change the way that I'm approaching my thought processes. Um, a lot of, you know, a lot of the same way that, you know, therapists or counselors try to help people do on a daily basis. And so, um, yeah, that, I mean, that that was a big inspiration behind a, a lot of the stuff, to be honest. It's wonderful. Yeah, the, the, the title itself, I love the title, The Passionate Mind. Is that how you came up with the title? The the Passionate Mind, so the, the Passionate Mind, the song itself, was one of the first songs I wrote um, for the album. And I, 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 when I, even when I first started doing music, I always – felt like albums because you're putting a kind of a collection of artwork together like collection of songs together I almost always feel like it, it should have some kind of overarching theme and the passionate mind was a song I wrote I think back in 2012 to be completely honest and oh, snap. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the the reason why that stood out to me so much is because, you know, it's, it's a battle that, uh, you know, empathetic people and, and passionate people feel where it's like, am I being too emotional or am I, am I being logical? Can I, can I balance the two of these things? And so that's why it's not like the passionate heart. It's the passionate mind. You know, you think about, you know, critically thinking your brain processing things in a logical manner, you know, stuff like that. So it's how do I mix passion with, with that, that logic. And I felt like, uh, you know, with this album altogether has, the expression of like you were talking about like heartache it has love. It has even, um, I wouldn't even describe it as lust. I would have described it as intimacy. And, you know, we talk about anger, talk about, um, you know, feeling like, uh, you failed, but, um, not wanting to take things for granted. And then even your purpose, feeling what your purpose is in life. And so the passion of mind, I think was the best way to describe all of these, kind of components that that led towards a uh, a passionate lifestyle most definitely i love the album title i think that was extremely well thought out well on that note you want to get started and play the first song named after the album the passionate mind i can't wait to play the music and share with everyone i'm so excited oh my goodness all right so all right everyone this is called the passionate mind by brandon flippin and again that is the name of his album the passionate mind and and tell them before i forget where they can go to listen to your entire album on soundcloud real quick brandon yeah well you can you can listen on soundcloud spotify itunes apple music uh google wow. play you can search brandon flippin um it's soundcloud the soundcloud plates the soundcloud page specifically is brandon flippin music but any pretty much any streaming service or place that you can purchase music, you can just search Brandon Flippin, and I will come up, or you can search The Passionate Mind. I don't know if I saw any other albums titled that, so I think mine will come up, Um, but otherwise, just search Brandon Flippin, and it's B-R-A-N-D-O-N, and then Flippin is F-L-I-P-P-E-N. Perfect. Thank you so much. Here we go, y'all. The Passionate Mind by Brandon Flippin. Enjoy. Be right back.
Once again, that was The Passionate Mind by Brandon Flippin, who we have on air with me right now. And oh my goodness, Brandon, that line just gets me every time. You weren't afraid of love until meeting that person, huh? Who broke your heart? (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm glad that you bring that up because it actually (laughs) isn't about a person. It is actually about love itself. I think, um, you know, I, I, I don't like to explicitly explain songs a lot of times because I think that it can mean whatever it wants to other people. So if there are any um, audience members that are listening and you don't want this to be ruined, you know, you know, <laughs> close your ears, but <laughs> essentially, the idea is, yeah, exactly. essentially the idea is um, when you are a passionate person, a vulnerable person, a very scary thing is, leaving your heart open for somebody. And also the idea of love being such a strong part of who we are as just people, uh, it can be a very scary idea of who you can become because of love, the things that you would uh, do for love. You know, I'm sure anybody out there who has been through heartache kind of turned into a different person if, if the relationship started falling apart and it's, it's such a vulnerable place to be in. It's such a scary place to be in, which is why I say I never was afraid of love until I met you. It's it's this idea of meeting love, of really finally feeling what that feels like for the first time to feel so helpless. But ultimately, the the idea of the song itself, the passion of mine, is like I'm going to stay open to it because – no matter how scary it might be, no matter how many times I might get knocked down or hurt by this, the reward of feeling that connection, that love is way more overpowering than the, I guess, punishment of something maybe not working out or kind of losing yourself in that. Uh, there's there's this part of it that, it, that even if you don't have like a, 
you know, long-term relationship, I think there are moments of love that make everything bright and, and beautiful. So. Well said, well said. I, I could think of an example in my personal life that's not love per se, but like you said, it can apply to anything really. And, and I think when you were speaking yeah. about that for me, what came to my mind was where, uh, I still have difficulty doing this, but I've been a lot more open the last few years than I was before where, you know, after losing so much family and then every time I'd even make like a neighbor friend, it's like next thing I know, like Joanne across the street goes off to New York, never comes back, doesn't make it. She's supposed to be gone for the summer, yeah. gets cancer, passes away. And I uh, one day met this really sweet old lady named Kay down the street and I told her, I don't even know what made me do it, but I just opened up up front to her the first day I met her. I was like, you're really sweet, but I'm going to be up front with you. I'm going to tell you something. And it may sound crazy, but I can't be your friend. And she's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, because every time I get close to someone, they die. I don't want to, I don't want to even make friends anymore, you know, neighbors, whoever. And, uh, but she, man, she held her ground with me and she's just like, no, you're going to be my friend. And she, to this day, is still my friend. Yeah. Several years later, thank you, Lord. She's still around, but that, yeah, that that roadblock where you just you get hurt so much or you lose so much you don't want to keep opening up your heart. It's so difficult and right. that's such a beautiful message. Wonderful song. I love that. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. Beautiful. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, most definitely. You're welcome. And that leads me to I got a transitioning here, but the second song's a little different. Call it Manifest. Do you want to share a little insight before I play that one? Yeah, so, I mean, and this will be good context for the whole album. So the album is 14 tracks. Ten of the tracks are actual songs. Four of the tracks are what I would call interludes. And Manifest, which is the second track on the album, is the first interlude on the album. Now, Manifest is um, kind of this depiction of, you know, what it's like to have a mind that races. Um, I mean, I, I think it applies to anybody, not not just people that consider themselves passionate-minded people, but I was specifically, like, you, you'll hear a bunch of different voices on this track, and the, these voices were all of my friends and family members that I felt, uh, to me, were passionate-minded people, and so I had them send me one vulnerable thought, and then I um, put all of those in kind of a compilation, and uh, you'll hear kind of this building of you know, because sometimes in our mind, you know, it just, it feels like this unbearable storm, this overwhelming thing. And I think the the key in all of that is learning to function through that. You know, th- these are thoughts, these are things that are in your own mind, and you can still function through that stuff and be, you know, who you want to be and all this stuff. So, yeah, I guess that's the best I can set it up with. <laughs> Oh, it's wonderful. It's very powerful. It's only a minute long, but this is the one I believe I, I think you had done a video on Instagram along with the audio, right? Or picture, like a, yes. I think it was a still picture. And oh man, it's powerful. I was like, wow. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to share that. Here we go. It's called Manifest. I'm addicted to attention. I often have the urge to do the opposite of what is 
That's extremely powerful. What surprised you most when you had your family and friends do those submissions for you for Manifest? Um, the surprising thing was how willing people were to – I mean, I guess maybe I should have understood it because all these people were very passionate-minded people and uh, were, you know, anytime that you kind of are in my inner circle, we have a very close connection and a, a vulnerable relationship because that's how I am. Um, but I honestly was surprised, like pretty much anybody and everybody that I asked, um, I think only one person said that they, they didn't really want to do something. Um, but pretty much everybody was just so incredible about it and was so open and vulnerable. I mean, they're even – a couple people that sent me a couple thoughts that they they um, kind of have run through their mind on uh, you know on a regular basis. Uh, one voice I do want to point out was, is my uh, co-host on the Everything Must Go podcast, Stephen. His voice, uh, if you guys could make out any of what was said, his voice says, "I live to prove people wrong," and uh, so he's he's kind of been with me through this whole process. And, you know, the, I think the biggest key to this track, too, is that you hear me say in the beginning, um, I need to know who I am. You know, these, these thoughts are hard to face and these, these things are hard to confront. But I think getting to know yourself and understanding your flaws, your weaknesses, holding yourself accountable, it's a, it's a tough road. But I think it allows you to grow all all the more, which is why it's so important to to give these uh, thoughts the light of day, to pay attention to them, to, to get to know yourself. And so that's kind of what this is all based off of. That is really awesome. I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't expect that many people would say yes to something like that, but that is, that's yeah. extremely optimistic and, and a hopeful message right there that that many people, only one of, of so many said no and the rest were so willing to share like that. That's wonderful. And I do love that yeah. on a lighter note, just to make a joke for a moment with, with Stephen, your host, <laughs> let him know that she'll have jury duty on November 30th and he can take my place and see if he wants to prove everyone wrong. <laughs> Live to everyone okay. wrong. Because I don't want to go. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll let him know. Relief. <laughs> <laughs> little comedy relief there for a moment. <laughs> yeah, I heard that, and I was like, oh, can he go for me, please? <laughs> I know yeah. you're in different states, but still, <laughs> come to Texas. Take my place. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> no, it's all good. I just I couldn't resist making the punchline there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. But, uh, all right, so leading into the next song, I'm sorry, I'll get focused again on a more serious note. <laughs> this, ne- <laughs> this next song called All That Being Said, what would you like to share about it before we play? All that being before we play said, a song, before um, we play. <laughs> right. All that being said is probably, 
you know, you can't you can't have an album about being a passionate minded person without confronting this idea of anger and bitterness. Um, and so this this song, I think, uh, and I think you'll be able to feel that when you when you hear the song. Um, but the it's a it's a very interesting. I suppose it's it's kind of arrogant for me to say that my own song is interesting, but it's it's a very no. specific take, <laughs> a very specific take on anger, where it's not just like anger out of hatred or disdain. It's this anger out of love. When you love somebody, it leads to the the chance of the most amount of anger because you're disappointed in this person you care so much about, or they're letting you down, or they're blaming you for something, and you just. Are, don't understand what's going on. The, the ground feels like it's crumbling beneath you. You're just like, what, who are you? What's happening? How is this? I thought we had some, you know, just all these kind of mm-hmm. things, whether it's love or, you know, just uh, any sort of connection. And then um, it's, it's like, even though I feel all of this anger and frustration and disappointment and like, I still love you. I, I still care so much about you and that's still the most powerful feeling that I feel in all of this and that's the origin of it as well so yeah love that oh my goodness I'm so glad that it's not just me because honestly when I was listening to the album I listened to it about two three times in a row over the last couple of days and I just kept like thinking why am I getting stronger emotions out listening to this album than any other album no joke and it just all comes together now when you kind of explain the the feelings and the stories behind the the songs you know not exactly stories but you know what I mean the the gist of it and it it just all comes together because I was like wow it's it's so raw it's so beautiful I just love that I love that all right and that's gonna sound cliche but like Justin Bieber says the feels it gives you the feels (laughs) right exactly (laughs) yes sir all right here's all that being said by Brandon Flippin enjoy y'all be right back Brandon
I love the way that ends. I love that. Oh, at the end of that, I love you. That's so, oh, so bittersweet. <laughs> yes. Oh, my like, goodness. Yeah, that, I, that's exactly kind of what I was going for. I, that song you kind of hear, there's like three distinct parts, and it's almost like it's three separate songs in one song, and that's just to show the mixture of emotions that can kind of create anger, but it's, again, that origin is the love. Most definitely, which is the, what do they say, the greatest feeling of all, <laughs> love. Love conquers all, I always say. But yeah, it's well, well put together. And um, this next song, the, the next song on the album called Seam, I know I played it before when I interviewed you initially. And I mean, I I don't know. I feel like this is already like a fan favorite song. I love all the songs. There's three, there's actually three favorites. Seam, Expend. And there's another one you surprised me that I'll I'll, I'll share more. Well, actually, I'll go ahead and say One Night Overdue. Very sexy song, let's yes. just say. Very sexy. <laughs> I'm like, heck yeah. And it's right in the middle of yep. song eight of the album. I just, I love the, the, the different emotions and messages within the songs. And I was like, wow, that one just took my breath away because it was so sexy. And there's only, honestly, there's only a couple of songs I've ever in my life called sexy. One is... uh. Oh gosh, what's the title? It's the Bruno Mars song, Gorilla. And the other one is called Debris by Blue October. So you <laughs> you are okay. off there in my top three sexy songs ever <laughs> in my life called One Night Overdue. Yeah. <laughs> so anyone having a date it. night, play One Night Overdue. Trust me, it will get you in the mood. <laughs> I just got to say, it's so sexy. <laughs> I am blushing while sharing well, that, but I just got to say, I do. <laughs> and, but yeah, Steam Expense and One Night Overdue are my three fairs. But, you know, it's kind of like, kind of the message of your whole album with the passionate mind, the title itself. I noticed for me, those are my top three favorites at the time, but per day, per even per hour or five minutes, it can change. Like one moment I'm like, man, this is my favorite song. And then Tim is like, no, this is my favorite. But those top three, the last few days have been my like most repeated <laughs> played <Yeah>. songs. <laughs> well, you, along with. Uh-huh. You, you bring up a great point because I feel like number one, it, it, for people that are pursuing any sort of art, like you're pursuing, you, you love stand-up comedy. The thing with art and entertainment and all this stuff is it's so subjective. I've been, one of the, the, the best things about um, the feedback I've gotten on this album is so far, you know, and my album's only been out for, you know, two weeks. So far, eight different songs have been quoted by friends and, and fans to me uh, as their favorite song, which, you know, if you consider like just the songs, I have 10 songs on the album. So eight of those 10 have been told to me that they're their favorite songs. So it shows you number one, that it's very subjective what people's tastes are. So don't be discouraged if someone tells you that your art isn't good or whatever, because it's, you know, preference, people have different preferences. But the other thing too is um, just, I guess, the the versatility of uh, different emotions that I tried to capture in this, I think it has felt so good that so many people have connect to so many different songs because it, it I feel like it validates my purpose with this album to express so many different kinds of songs and so many different kinds of emotions and thoughts and stuff. So yeah, I just wanted to kind of throw that in there. No, I like that a lot. The extremely good points about being subjective and that that's encouraging too like you said about stand-up comedy you know i kind of feel like 
with anyone sparring, whether it's a comedian, musician, what have you, actor, uh, I was thinking about this the other day. I always have this quote about, because I work inside sales, and I always say, a thousand no's won't change anything, but one yes can change everything. And you have to get through the no's to get right. to the yeses. And it's like, yep. it's such a hit or miss where you just have to keep trying and keep trying. And that one, you know, you may like, it's like the famous YouTube channels may, you know, a famous YouTuber may have made a hundred videos and eventually this one video happened to be not even a new video it may have been from like three years ago, somehow, some way picked up and went viral. Like, exactly. just like that was art. Mm-hmm. You just never know. You just have to, yeah. that's why I tell myself, keep at it. And eventually something will pick up, <laughs> take off. Well, the thing I, yeah. The thing I always say too is, you know, what's, and this is something that I, I learned because I lost this when I was pursuing music as a career. What, why did, why did we start doing this art? Why did we start creating was it so that we could get famous? Was it so that, you know, a bunch of people could find us? Or was it because we loved creating? We loved entertaining. We loved doing that stuff. If it's because you loved it, then that hasn't changed. Yet mm-hmm. you want people to, to see the thing that you love, but you can still love it without, you know, being famous or without, you know, getting the validation of other people. I can still create music and think that my music is good and think that I'm you know, heading the right direction without, you know, being a professional musician. And I, when I was pursuing it as a career, that's something that got lost on me. I became so consumed with the idea of I have to be successful financially through this and on social media and all this stuff that I lost sight of what I actually cared about. And that was creating music that had meaning that had purpose. I became this person who was just trying to write a hit song because once you write a hit song, then you can kind of do whatever you want to do. But that's not the reason I started music. So there's no wonder why I, I lost a little bit of passion during that journey. And I think that's something that you got to cling to as an artist, cling to your art, cling to what you love, not, not the byproduct of, you know, people enjoying your art as well. That that's just a bonus, you know, that's true. And and as an aspiring comedian, I mean, I don't want to be stereotypical, but and it's not all comedians that I know, but majority of them do have that, you know, said you, you hear it all the time. And I hate to be stereotypical because we're all different. But the two things that I can relate to is one is we do crave for self-validation, like, you know, I'm one of right. those people pleasers. Like, is it good? Is it good? You know, is that good enough? And the second thing for especially, well, it can be for any artist, but especially for comedians and including my own story. This, you know, I found the passion of stand-up comedy after I lost both my parents in 2008. It's so true where they say, you know, comedy comes from tragedy. You know, that that's how I right. found my outlet. But I, I think right. you're right. I think you're, it is our obligation to put out the art and, and do it because you love it and not not seeking for the validation or, or what have you. So right. Good point. I think it's, I think it's kind of, it kind of goes to everything must go podcast. So it's that balance where you want it to, you do want it to be shared, like you said, because you, you feel so passionate about it and you believe in it so much. Mm-hmm. And especially when there is a message to be heard, you know, something that you feel someone can benefit from and help them that then you do want it to continue to spread throughout and not that you want to be famous, but at the same time you may want to reach out as many people yeah. as you can through that message and that art. So, yeah, there's kind of a balance there, huh? <laughs> right. Exactly. Great point. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I'm going to go ahead and play theme. And then when I come back, I have the troops, the soldiers in the chat room now. They're listening, just so you know. They're in the mess hall overseas, listening while eating breakfast at like 5 a.m. over there in Afghanistan, something crazy like that. And uh, they they have a question for you. So when I come back, I'll ask you that question. But in the meantime, enjoy theme by Brandon Flippin, y'all.
So good. Love that song. That is one of the most feels I get every time I hear that particular song theme. I just love that. Oh, and I meant to ask you the story behind the uh, music video. Did you put that together, the animation, the graphics, or how did that come about? I did not. I was, um, yeah, so on my YouTube page, the Brandon Flippin YouTube page, um, I posted this music video for that song theme, and it's an animated video. Essentially, um, I don't know if you've heard of the like the website or the app Thumbtack, but essentially you can go on there and look like you can request a certain project, whether it be, oh, I want to do a music video, oh, I want to record a movie, or I want to do um, – it's just so many different things. I, I want people – I want someone to make me a painting. So I, I posted that I wanted an animator because um, I was going to try to post covers on YouTube, and I wanted to do something different on YouTube. So I was going to have an animator animate a bunch of different – of my cover videos – and um, as I was speaking to the person who uh, made that music video, her, her name was Oana Taper. Uh, it's O-O-N-A and then Taper, T-A-P-E-R. Um, I, I looked at her reel and I was just like, her animation style is just so unique and so beautiful. And I feel like it would be so cool to see what she could do with Seam because I felt like Seam was a really good first song to like advertise for this album. Um, and so I, we kind of talked about different ideas and I sent her the lyrics and the meaning behind the lyrics and all that stuff. And then that's, uh, that's what she came up with. So. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, she did a beautiful job. Very beautiful. Love that. Mm. All right. So, and I've never heard of that thumbtack. That's interesting. I'm going to look into that myself later. <laughs> thumbtack. But please let yeah, me know. She did a beautiful job. I love that video. Yeah. I posted on my Facebook earlier today so my family and friends could check it out too. So I was like, I, I always Thank talk about you. the song, but I was like, now there's a video of the song. You, oh, it's a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice surprise. Right. Awesome. All right. So, oh, okay. So it's going to sound kind of off subject, but here is a question from the troops. A um, couple things. Just want to, I, I always ask for thoughts and prayers for, for these soldiers, my soldier friends. And I always say thank you to all our military and veterans and their loved ones for all they all do. Can never say thank you enough. Uh, just kind of catch you up to date. Unfortunately, over the past decade, I've lost many soldier friends, Brandon, and including one of my dear friends, yeah. uh, Master Sergeant Burby. They just had a mass for last week, last Sunday, actually, same day as my, my podcast and uh, his niece, Lieutenant yeah. Emmy is one of my dear friends. And so she's normally in the chat room with me, but she is on assignment this week. She just went from her uncle's funeral last week to assignment back overseas this week. Can you imagine? And, uh, and so oh, yeah. I have, mm-hmm. and so I have first Sergeant Dawn in the chat room with me tonight. They basically come in the chat room, uh, turn on the, the computers, what have you, the speakers and play it. So there's like 50 or more soldiers, sometimes even up to 200 soldiers in the, the mess hall. They're listening to you just so you know, not to make you nervous. <laughs> sometimes I tell people and <laughs> I get a little nervous, so no pressure, but uh, I, like I always say, it's an honor or privilege. It's the least I can do is bring a little touch of home to our soldiers. And so uh, to catch you up to date. And so first Sergeant Don was updating me, letting me know they had over a hundred and third, excuse me, one over 350 attendees for my dear friend, Master Sergeant Burby's uh, funeral mass. May he rest in peace. And uh, yeah, he had retired a few months prior and unfortunately passed away due to, you know, 
prior war injuries and such. So uh, it was really sad. But uh, but I could never say thank you all enough, soldiers. I know you all are listening. We love you all. We pray for you all. And first, Sergeant Don, I will ask Brandon that question for you now. Fun question to get back on a brighter side of things here, lighter side, that is. Uh, he wanted me to ask you, which ironically, I'm from U- University of North Texas, is my alma mater. And our theme song, because our football team, you know, Mean Joe Green, fans football player, the football team's called the Eagles, and we always play, even the band, everybody always played uh, a song by Steve, the Steve Miller band called fly like an eagle you know the song yeah yeah okay so he wanted me to ask you i guess he's a fan of them too because he wanted me to ask you uh they've had many entertainers over i mean they've served so long overseas you know past decade don't get to come home much you know deployed so much so they've met a lot of entertainers and apparently he's met a couple and he wanted me to ask you what you thought about the steve miller band as well as eddie money uh, Steve Miller band, I honestly, um, so my parents had me when they were 16. Um, so they're, they're pretty darn young and, uh, they were kind of, you know, when they were growing up, um, the Steve Miller band wasn't like their, you know, their childhood, you know, big time, uh, musical inspiration. And so I actually didn't get a lot of exposure to um, Steve Miller band, obviously I know the Joker. You know, some people call oh, me the Space Cowboy. Yeah, I know, I know that song. I love that song. That's the <laughs> um, best song off the whole album. Yes, and, <laughs> yes it's, it's it's a good one, and I know you know Fly Like an Eagle. Um, and then who was the the person that they were wondering about? Eddie. Eddie Money. Uh, the song uh, "Me Home Tonight." You're making me sing on air, and I can't sing. I carry oh, yeah, yeah, but you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs>
And uh, we were laughing because she went to, which now is called the oldie station. So I'm embarrassed to admit that too, but yeah, that's what it is. Mm. And I was like, oh, awesome, 80s music. And she's like, yeah, I want to make sure my daughters know the music I grew up with. And I'm like, but it's on the oldie right. station. It used to be the 50s music, not 80s. <laughs> the oldie station yeah. now the music I grew up with. I didn't think I was that old. Right. <laughs> that's how you know you're uh, that's how you know you're continuing to grow old. <laughs> I know, right? I, Middle I, age, I say. I think it, <laughs> I, I feel crazy now because I, you know, when I was a kid like playing baseball and football, I was like, Oh, maybe one day I could be a professional baseball player. Now I'm like paying attention to those sports and I'm like, you know, Baker Mayfield's 21 years old or 22 years old. I'm I'm older than a rookie in the NFL. It feels so weird. I'm getting <laughs> old too. <laughs> oh my goodness! First person dogs in the chat room saying you're just a kid. You're just a kid. <laughs> I'm just a kid. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, you're you just guys, a kid. You guys you're need 26. To educate me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yeah>. Definitely. <laughs> just don't be surprised if like once or twice a week you get some. <laughs> Some Twitter messages from me, some tweets with some just random 80s music videos. You know why now? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm all for it. I, I'm, I'm all for the inspiration. So send them awesome. my way. <laughs> awesome. Oh, my goodness. So uh, moving forward to the next song, Surprise. I love that title, Surprise. <laughs> well, what would you like yeah. to share about this before I play it? Uh, Surprise is kind of self-explanatory. I think um, one of the most beautiful aspects about life um, are are the surprises that it throws your way. Now, obviously, those can be scary, and, you know, sometimes we wish that we were prepared for things and knew what was coming our way, but I think sometimes getting shocked into things or even, you know, happy surprises are the most beautiful parts because you weren't looking for that, and then it kind of fell in your lap. Um, and one of the things that I struggled with a lot as, as a youngin, um, was setting these unrealistic expectations for myself and my life. And I think that they were very detrimental to my actual growth as a person. And so one of the reflective pieces that I had when I was writing this album was the idea that I need to simmer those expectations. I can still have hope for things and ambitions for things, aspirations, but not let those uh, expectations cloud my um, cloud my life so much that I'm not able to enjoy the surprises. I don't want to take things for granted. You know, you're talking about the troops. I feel like I, I'm a lyricist. I'm a songwriter, but there's not enough words to express how you know, big of a sacrifice a lot of these people make for, you know, our freedoms and, and the things that they're doing so that we have the opportunity to enjoy these, these little things about life and to not take things for granted. And so it just puts it all into perspective. And that's kind of what the song is about as well. Oh, wonderful. I love that. Well, well said. All right. Well, on that note, here is Surprise by Brandon Flippin. On my wall, echo maps of where I'd fall. Chase the stars found from the cave, yeah. Nothing in my
Once again, that was surprised by Brandon Flippin. So good. And I'm so excited because we're about to get to the next interlude. Yay. There's only four interludes on this album. And this is the next yeah. one called Imagination. You want me to play it and then share insight? Kind of do it backwards, just to yeah. change it up a little bit? Okay, cool. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Awesome. <laughs> Here we go. Hi. Theoretically disappeared to these states of hypnosis where dreams play out in my mind. Whether they're filled with love. Do you be a lawfully wedded wife? I do. Hope, curiosity, or even anger. Where have you been? Even when you're around, you're distant. We don't even know who you are anymore. I'm sorry. It's like you don't even care about us. Your actions show Your perception us. of my actions is skewed. You are everything to me. They all feel so incredibly vivid. To the point where at times I wish they were reality. But instead I'm here. Just... Floating.
That is extremely powerful. That's something that reminded me I wanted to say earlier, too. I almost forgot to mention that the sound effects alone combined with the speaking and the thoughts, the vulnerability, and the music, of course, as well. But, I mean, oh, my goodness. That end of that interlude, Brandon, where you talk about, you know, feel like floating, and then you hear the sound of sounds to me like drowning like someone's drowning underwater yeah. it's so powerful and and and, uh, and even the beginning starting out with the the kids the childhood innocence and the so is that school bells i hear something with the the chimes or the bells ringing yeah. in the background oh it's just so well thought out i love that but yeah i was really impressed with all the different sound effects and how you combined all that that's extremely good enhancements yeah. there well, we, we wanted to, my producer and I, we kind of, you know, I kind of gave him the vision for what I was looking for, and then we kind of spent some time, you know, finding those sound effects. Um, this the song Imagination, you think of imagination as a thing that we have when we're kids, you know, this ability to kind of leave this world and, and come up with these incredible stories and this fantasy land, but I I think if you're uh, a creative mind or just a thinker in general, you you can still escape to those places. You know, a lot of the inspiration for different stories that I write in songs or, or different, uh, I guess, just, you know, pieces that I, I can come up with are, they come from my imagination. But uh, kind of an extension of that last song, Surprise, sometimes you can get so swept away in this imagination and these expectations or these, desires for how life, you know, how you want your life to go, that uh, you can get caught up not paying attention to what life, you know, what's going on in your real life, you know, what being present for it all. And so that, that last line about, you know, I feel like I'm just floating, you know, I don't want to live a life where I feel like I'm just floating by where I'm not paying attention to the things that I love and I care about and the person that I want to be and, and pushing myself to, to be that person for myself, but also for the people around me. Um, and if I ignore a lot of those things that make me who I am and my identity and all that stuff, I, I can just end up floating by in life. And it is a very, you, you feel kind of engulfed or, um, I guess, overwhelmed by water. You just, you can't breathe. And it's just, it's this very um, surreal experience that, uh, you know, anybody who has mental health uh, issues, you know, they can relate to that. And so that's kind of what I wanted to depict with that interlude. You know, these interludes are really intended to be kind of the glue that keeps this entire album together. They're, They're kind of the... I guess, portrayal of the concept in which these songs all fit together. So that's, that's kind of the, their purpose. Just, I just wanted to mention that as well. Oh, no, I could definitely see that. I feel that definitely feels like the, the glue that sticks it all together. It's just amazing. But that, that one, oh man, that one, that one put me in tears. Let's just say last night. <laughs> oh my goodness. This yeah. is really powerful. One. Well, thank you. Uh, you're welcome. And the next song, I love the title, I'll Never Forget You. What's the little insight behind that song? Yeah, this song, I think, is the song, back when I was performing live, I, I actually would always kind of talk about the actual meaning of this song. I'll Never Forget You, one of the hardest things, uh, you know, you're talking about um, 
you know, remembering these people that you've lost in your life. And I think a responsibility that we have as people that are still existing and still living is to carry on those people's memories. You know, death is a part of life. It's, it's that end of that cycle. But the, the beautiful thing is we're, you know, for us that are still here, those people still survive through us. And that's a beautiful thing. You know, you know, the people that you loved and lost and stuff, they're, they're a piece of you now. And now you get to continue on their memory. And uh, this song was written specifically, my, my grandfather was diagnosed with frontal temporal dementia, so he doesn't have memory anymore. And I kind of wrote this song at a time when we were just finding this out and my you know, as a family, we were all trying to cope with it, but my mother specifically, it was, you know, it's her, her father. So I wanted to write a song for her and for him um, to, to say, even though he specifically is going to lose his memory of us, we'll never forget him and we'll continue on his memory by being ourselves, being the people that, you know, were impacted by him. And uh, mm. creating a song specifically is something that's going to outlive all of us. You know, I, now I have this song that's out in the world that's going to carry on his memory and carry on our memory of the feeling that he gave us and everything. So I think that that's a very special thing that we all hold as people that are still living. That's wonderful. The, is he the older gentleman in the compilation video? And I, I noticed the older gentleman looked like he was giving you advice when you were at the keyboard. Is that him or not? <laughs> that, that's no, that's my other grandpa. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> and he's, oh. Yeah, no, that's okay. Now I'm really embarrassed. Um, I, <laughs> no, you're fine. No, yeah, that's that's my other grandpa. He actually used to be a country musician. Um, and he's from Tennessee, so he he likes to give me advice on uh, you know that was time I was performing for him. He hadn't seen me perform before, I don't think, so he was just giving me a little advice on the piano. Um, there was a whole there, you know behind the scenes of that music video that that whole thing is him kind of telling me to try different things with a song that I had written. So it's it's like a a beautiful memory. I'm so glad that my dad recorded it because I, I love it. But yeah, no, that's so that's my dad's dad. And then the grandfather that has frontal temporal dementia is my um, mother's dad. And, uh, but uh, yeah, yes, exactly. Cool. All right. Well, here is I'll Never Forget You by Brandon Flippin. Forget me, though I'm only flesh and blood. Don't forget me as I reach to hope. Moments, the brief, now the grave. Though you go for your sake, I stay so. When I look on, no, I'll never forget you.
don't forget me As if you had the choice Narrow creed Fills my hope for you For time, for more Leaving me Yeah, leaving me Lost in That's beautiful. Mm. Very beautiful. So so sad and sweet and beautiful at the same time. Oh, my goodness. I love that. Thank you. I'll never forget you. Mm. And I think this is a great time to change to a different type song. One, another one of my favorites. It's a sexy song called One Night Overdue. I'm not even sure if I should ask about any insight behind the song or not. <laughs> you can, yeah. yeah. We can talk about uh, it. <laughs> oh, God, okay, yeah. Maybe I'm glad you can't see me because my face is bright red right now. I blush easily <laughs> when it comes to these type topics, but it's such a beautiful, sexy song. I, uh, what's yeah. the inspiration behind that? I can kind of guess, but let's go for it. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, one night overdue. I. I think it'd be pretty unrealistic for me to have a song about passion and not talk about, um, you know, some, <laughs> some love making, but uh, Good point. so 
yeah. So one I'd overdo though is a very specific um, idea of intimacy. It's it's not about a hookup. It's not about lust. It's about specifically I want to be so connected to this person that I like understand their body maybe even better than I understand my own. And then I also want to, um, you know, make them feel significant within this physical depiction of that. Um, and, and so this song is, you know, one I overdo is, is this kind of idea of this buildup, you know, with a lot of times when it's, uh, you know, an actual special connection and you, you have that moment, um, it, it feels like you've been waiting for that your your whole life. It's it's been overdue, and so that's kind of um, the inspiration behind this song. That is a very clever title. That concept, I get it now. I, I was wondering why it was yeah. overdue, but now I get it. One night overdue, I love that. I cannot wait to share this one. Here we go, y'all. One night overdue by Brandon Hill. Flippin', excuse me. And <laughs> don't forget, make sure when you listen to this, you get in the mood. Or if you're not, <laughs> this is not coming across correctly. I'm trying to say, like, this is a great song for a date night. Let's just say that. <laughs> this will just there be kind go. of the preview song for y'all, but it will definitely get you in the mood. So make sure you have a date night lined up next time you play it. But this will be a, a bonus preview for y'all for now. <laughs> Enjoy one night over to you. I love this song. Your body is mine I wanna love you I wanna love you 
Oh, my goodness. I love that song so much. My face is bright red, though. <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness, mate. I think it's a great time to transition again to the next interlude so my face can yeah. calm down. This is too blessed right now. All right. So the next interlude is called Note to Self. What's the story behind that one? Uh, Note to Self, um, yeah, was, you know, I kind of talked earlier about this kind of awakening that I had in my head where I I had gone through this self-loathing period where I, you know, just kept making excuses for for, um, not doing things that I wanted to do and, and, you know, feeling sorry for myself. And I kind of recognized that, you know, being hard on myself wasn't actually, you know, who was it helping? You know, was it, did I deserve being extra hard on myself? Um, and was was it helping other people? No, it was just making my own journey more difficult. And it was just like, you know, wake up. You know, you can be this person that you want to be. And it's time to start, you know, taking an active participation in your journey and, and pushing towards towards being that person. And so this was kind of a wake-up call, a note to self of sorts of um, kind of getting back to the ambitious self that I, you know, always felt like I had in me. Mm, So good. Here's the interlude called Note to Self, y'all. first heard that Brandon I was like this is what I need to listen to like literally put as a music on my alarm clock so every morning when I wake up that's the first message I hear so good yeah thank you I mean that's that's kind of my what my thought process was was behind that and just for some context too so imagination we talked about how um it sounds like someone like went into water and was kind of drowning in water. The beginning of this Mm -hmm. one starts with waves kind of crashing up against a shore. um, And then you hear me breathing. So the idea of it is imagination. I, 
you know, was underwater. And then note to self was this awakening. I woke up on the shore and, you know, that's the, you know, the breathing aspect of it. And um, it, it, it was this, this concept of like, you know, kick yourself into gear. Um, one of the things that um, I, I guess I kind of want to clarify is there's a, there's a point in that, in that interlude where I say, um, somebody always has it worse. Now, that's actually a, a common issue that people have um, within mental health is that they they invalidate their feelings. They're like, well, my life isn't bad. You know, somebody has it worse than I do, which is actually kind of an unhealthy thing. Like, just because maybe somebody, you know, on – has has it worse than you doesn't mean that your adversity doesn't matter. It still matters. And that's why the next line there is somebody always has it worse. I'm not claiming that you haven't faced adversity. I'm claiming that you haven't showed him your true colors, him being adversity. What I'm saying is there are a lot of us out there that are not living up to our potential, including myself. I haven't shown my adversity what I'm capable of. And I want to do that. I want to be the best I can be and kick adversity's ass, quite frankly, you know? So that's that's kind of where that's coming from. Most definitely. I love you clarified that because I know, you know, when I used to volunteer, teach grief recovery classes, we struggle with that with students because they, as human nature, as you know, we all tend to compare ourselves to others and their stories. And, and right. when you go around have 10 students and one student lost their dog, one student lost their job, one student, you know, lost their parents, another student just lost their, their husband or wife 20 years or another one lost their, right. you know, baby. And, and each of them would say the same thing afterwards. Oh, oh, well, I I thought I was coming because, you know, I needed the help, but now I heard their story. I, you can just focus on them. I'm not as, as important or I'm not, I'm, I don't have right. it as bad as them. I'm like, no, you are all valid. You are all important. So, I'm so glad exactly. you went over that. That's I love how you added that line because you do. You hear that quote all the time. You know, there's always others that have it worse than you, but at the same time, you you've gone through something too. Go through that adversity. I love that. Yeah, that's yeah. extremely motivational interlude there. Love that. Mm. All right. So the next song, yeah, song next. <laughs> I was like, wait, interlude song. Song next is called "Nature yeah. of the Heart." Song ten on the Passionate Mind. Would you like to share uh, some insight behind that before I play it? Yeah, "Nature of the Heart" I think is actually the oldest song on this album. I wrote mm-hmm. this in 2011. Um, I actually it was originally titled "The Heart Within Us All," and I went through this um, uh, this phase where I was really struggling with this depiction that. Uh, you know, especially in, you know, Christianity, this idea of sin and that we're all just messed up and, and there's kind of a, a darkness within that. But I think what I always kind of believed is that I think innately, you know, we want to be good. We want to be the best we can be. But I think a lot of times our ideal self and our actual self don't match up. And, um, Eventually, your actions always will mean more than your intent, but I think I think it's a disservice or, you know, unrealistic to just take everything as black and white and service level. I think there are 
the thing about being a person is you live in the gray. That's what, you know, being a psychologist is specifically, there are so many variables that come into play and nature of the heart um, is, is a very direct extension of that note to self piece where if you listen to the underlying singing in note to self, it says, you won't let me down. And I sing that over and over again. And the idea is, yeah, even if you let me down, I understand the flaws of, of like being human. We're not perfect. We're going to mess up, but you're not going to let me down. Cause I understand that that's just part of being, being human, that, I, I, I want to be the person, especially through my music, that still believes in you. I want you to listen to this song and understand that I recognize the nature of your heart is still pure. The nature of your heart is still good and that you are capable of being the person that you would like to be. Um, a lot of times, um, you know, I, I watched, I got inspired by The Dark Knight when that movie came out because there's a scene at the end of it where um, the Joker expected um, the people on the boats to blow each other up. And Batman mm-hmm. says, you know, you, you're wrong. You know, you, you know, people just showed you that there's good in them and stuff. And so that, that was kind of a big inspiration, this idea that we do have good in us. There are, definitely are some, some evils in the world and there definitely are some messed up stuff. But I think um, the majority of the time, we're just people trying to do our best, trying to figure it out. And um, that's kind of the, the message behind the song. It's mm, really good. Here is Nature of the Heart by Brandon Flippin, y'all. Thank you for sharing that.
That's so beautiful. I love how it's kind of like a crescendo climax at the end of the song, just how it built. The buildup is beautiful. And and that reminds me, I've been meaning to ask you too, how, how, I can't remember if you told me before in the past interview, and I apologize, but you're really good at piano too. You can sing well, but you also play piano well. How long have you been playing? I uh, started, well, I'm, I'm self-taught, but I started learning my junior year of high school when I was 17. So I've been playing for about uh, nine, nine years now. Nice. Wow. You do a great job. And do you prefer piano or keyboard? Uh, well, I would love to have a piano, but I live in a, in a, in an apartment on the second floor. So having a grand piano or an upright is a little less mobile than keyboard. So right now I, I, uh, I just play on keyboard, but all of the piano recorded on this album was done on a grand piano. So yeah, there's, you can't go wrong with an acoustic, you know, grand or uh, upright piano. Those are just so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Nice. But keyboard, you have benefits, too. I know we talked about that before, where with a keyboard, yeah, you can make any instrument sound. Uh-huh. So that's an advantage there, keyboard, at least. <laughs> but, yeah, grand pianos are right. gorgeous. Mm. All right. So on the next song, speaking of beautiful songs and all, the next one, I love the next title as well, called Abating Beauty. Any insight behind that? Yeah, Abating Beauty um, is a song kind of about our loss of of purity as people because this you know life can be really tough and it can break us down and uh specifically you know in our life we hold you know certain roles um and responsibilities you know i'm i'm an older brother so in the song i you know i talk about a loving brother couldn't fit the mold so it's it's this idea of you know failing my responsibility and understanding that that role is an integral part of my life and I need to make sure I'm not taking it for granted um, and so yeah that's that's kind of what this this idea is is understanding that those responsibilities those roles and trying to uh, hold on to uh, this beauty and this purity um, as long as you can. Nice. Well, here is Abating Beauty by Brandon Flippin. Couldn't be the more alone. 
Beautiful. Mm-mm-mm. My goodness. So, just so y'all know, I apologize to Brandon too. We've got 20 minutes to go, and I'm and if it seems like I'm not asking as many questions or or short answered, it's because I want to make sure we get the rest of the album on on this interview. Yeah. So I don't want to skip any of it because it's all so good. Again, that was abating beauty from the Passionate Mind album by Brandon Flippin, who I have on air with me. And Brandon, the next song. Love the title, True Love. Uh, you hear that those two words, and it just takes people back, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. And uh, this song, I think, uh, maybe I'm sounding redundant because we've, we've talked about love a lot tonight, but I think love is, is more than just romantic. Um, I think love, you know, you can talk about you know, the way that you love uh, a brother, a sister, a mother, a father, a friend, those are all different kinds of love. And um, also, uh, you know, love that creates other emotions and love that is, you know, uh, represented in a physical manner, like with One Night Overdue. But true love um, is probably the the most purely uh, romantic depiction of love that I express on this album. And I think I've kind of come to this this theory of true love being a lot like happiness, where um, you know happiness you 
when you're happy, you, you're not like always 100% of the time happy. It's, you know, you still go through adversity. You still have bad days. You still whatever. It, it doesn't mean that you can't have moments of happiness and moments of bliss, and those moments are special and you hold on to. I think true love can be a similar thing. You know, when you're in a committed relationship, you can fall in and out of love. And um, But there there are these specific moments where you get to feel this incredible um a memory or a you know sense of passion and this song was kind of written off of a certain experience in which I felt like I was given an opportunity to feel what true love felt like um, a, a situation where a person I really cared about had every reason to hold disdain for me and yet in one moment they forgave me and they took my hand and I felt like you know nothing ever worked out with that person but I felt like if there was any time in my life where I felt true love, I think that that moment was the best, uh, the best, I guess, portrait of that. And then this song kind of came out of that. That's wonderful. That's a significant moment. I love that. Definitely. Great. Great. Trying to think of the word here. I'm going blank. I don't want to say analogy, but you know, I was just, I can vision it in my head I see that vision of, the, yeah. of someone just taking your hand after all that just not even saying a word just like you just know automatically they forgive you they love you no matter what right. I just love that it's beautiful yes. here is True Love by Brandon Flippin
Beautiful. Again, that was True Love by Brandon Flippin. And Brandon, we still have one more song and one more interlude to go. We're going to make it. Yes. <laughs> I'm so happy yes. we're going to be able to get the whole album on. And and the next one, of course, is one of my top three favorites currently off the album, The Passionate Mind. And this particular song, I definitely want to hear Insight before I play it, called Expend. Yeah. So Expend was the last song that I wrote for the album. Um, it's kind of got this idea of purpose behind it. I think a lot of us, um, you know, feel motivated by um, finding our sense of purpose in life and, you know, what we're here to do, whether that be through a career, through just everyday life, through our interactions with people. And I felt like as a passionate-minded person, as an ambitious person, it it would, uh, you know, be – a disservice to this album if I didn't have a song that was kind of about what I felt my purpose was. And it's kind of funny, like listening to this song now and understanding that, you know, I, I, like I talked in the beginning of this episode, there's a very specific purpose that I feel with music. And I kind of write about that. Like the lyrics kind of talk about that in this song, um, this, this idea that, you know, I might not be a person that can have just a normal life where, uh, well, normal, like the I guess society's definition of normal, where it's like, oh, I'm going to have a nine-to-five job, I'm going to come home, eat dinner, you know, spend time with the, the wife and kids, and then go to bed, and then on the weekends we go up to the cabin, or on the weekends we go to the bars, you know, whatever the case may be. I don't feel like that life is going to fit me. I feel like my life is going to constantly um, be filled with self-reflection and constantly filled with a desire to create art. And, and so I felt like this was a burden that kind of lingered on me. Like I, I wish I could just be that, that person that could just do those simple things and be okay with it, but I'm not, I'm a person who is very specifically driven by these things. And that purpose, um, is something that I have had to recognize in myself and uh, I kind of had to relearn it, honestly. And uh, hearing it now is kind of crazy um, to to see that I did recognize it back then, but I think I, I lost it somewhere along the way, and I'm now kind of relearning it again. Well, I'm glad you found yourself back to it. That's awesome. Because, I mean, wow. I know, I mean, all I can say is the songs and the album touched my life. I know how many more lives you're going to touch. And again, this is one of my favorites. I can't wait to share this with everyone. Here is Expend by Brandon Flippin.
So good. Mm-mm-mm. I know I keep saying beautiful, so good. I have certain catchphrases. <laughs> I found myself repeating myself tonight, but I can't help it. I really feel that way when I hear these songs. So beautiful. I love Expend. Mm, I just, that's another one of those you get the feels from. Definitely. You're welcome. Yeah. And the last one, I almost feel like I should wait to play it like right before I sign off. The death of the death of the mind, you know, because of the way it goes. The interlude. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, we can do that. We can talk about. Um, I mean, I can. Do you want me to wait to talk about it till till the end, or you want me to tell you kind of the background for it now? How do you want to do that? Yeah, let's go ahead and um, talk about the the background. Well, let's do a couple of things. I just want to definitely give you a okay. chance. We still got about five minutes, so if you want to share any thoughts that we haven't covered over the album, or you know anything in general, and of course at the same time remind everyone how to find you on Twitter and your album and all that, and then right before yeah. we sign off, talk about the you know after that talk about the kind of insight behind it, and then I'll I'll play it very last right before signing off because <laughs> I think it's appropriate yeah. to do that. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I mean, the one thing I want to say, I guess, is uh, for those listening, you know, the, it's not about like, and I know this is probably really cliche for me to say, I'm not like out here trying to sell records. You know, I'm not out here trying to make a business out of this. What I really, really, really want is for my music to be heard because I do think that you know, even just talking to you tonight, there has been a lot of times where you feel like you've resonated with it in a very personal manner. And I think that that's the intention behind these songs when I write them. And so my my biggest hope for those of you listening is that maybe, you know, not only you connect with it, but if you like have people you know who you think maybe they need something like this, like share it with them, please. You know, like I, that's the point of this art is, it can have that that healing quality about it, and that's what's really important to me with it being out in the public. You know, it's it's my own healing thing for myself and my own um, catharsis within, you know, when I write the songs and when I, um, you know, play them and hear them and stuff, but when I actually share them with the world, I want them to be shared. And so I, I really would, would love if, if that, you know, kind of happens, I guess. I, I know I can't... Uh, force anything but that's kind of you know what's what i would love and uh the the places that you can find me uh now twitter is my handle is at b as in boy flippin f-l-i-p-p-e-n music um i honestly don't post on there much what i do is i post on instagram quite a bit um and then i i link my instagram and my twitter um but Instagram is at Brandon Flippin Music. I actually have been posting a lot of cover songs, just little clips, and uh, even some originals and stuff. And then I'll also, um, you know, keep people up to date with uh, my podcast, the Everything Must Go podcast, which is another thing where we talk a lot about uh, life and, um, you know, thought-provoking stuff, kind of like the music does. And, and so if you're interested in that, Otherwise, places that you can find the album, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, um, let's see here, what else, uh, Pandora, uh, iHeartRadio, um, YouTube Music, I don't know if I said Spotify already, but all those places that you stream music, you purchase music, you can find it there, um, you know, and, and if you also, if you have any thoughts, if you want to send me an email and tell me, 
you know, your life story because a certain song, you know, uh, connected with you, I'm all for it. My email is brandonflippinmusic at gmail.com. I love connecting with people on this kind of stuff. That's kind of the purpose behind it all together. And so, um, yeah, I guess that's that. Awesome. Very cool. And, and before we we wrap up with the, the insight behind Death of the Mind, I just want to tell you, Thank you so much. It means a lot to me that you allowed me to to actually interview you behind the album. I mean, you know, like you just released it what a week ago, <laughs> wasn't even that long ago. Right. I know, I know, I know it's been in the works for like a, several years, but it means a lot right. to me that you were willing to spend two hours just to to share so much insight behind your album. And I appreciate you willing to be vulnerable and share the art and share the music and and the message behind it it's wonderful and i really do appreciate you and your and your music brandon and what is yeah go ahead i was gonna say i i really appreciate you having me on i i I have a lot of respect for you and and uh last time i came on here you were so kind and and uh i you know that was not even a second thought i absolutely wanted to if i was going to talk about each and every song this is the place that i wanted to do it and and i'm really happy that you gave me this opportunity so thank you very much oh thank you that means a lot to me thank you and what is the insight behind death of the mind Death of the Mind is this idea that, you know, to this point on the album, we've been hearing all these crazy thoughts and these emotions, and it's it's very overwhelming. It's self-reflective, and it's sometimes it can be hard to, to visit those dark places. And uh, I think that's that's kind of the journey of life. You you um, you don't really ever fully get to rest from that stuff. You know, if you are a person that has depression, if you're a person that's um, is constantly ambitious and never settles for things that's going to be the rest of your life. And it's not, that's not a bad thing. Like there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with you. That's part of who you are and your rest is going to come when your life is over. And so your life journey is functioning through these adverse things, functioning through these overwhelming waves. Sometimes it'll be happy. Sometimes it'll be sad. Sometimes it'll be, um, you know, intimate. Sometimes it'll be angry. You know, all of these things are going to continue with you as long as you exist and as long as you are living presently. Um, and that's, that's a beautiful thing. And I think eventually one day we all will be able to rest from it all um, when our life is, is uh, all over. So that's kind of the idea behind this song. Wonderful. I'm into that. Well, on that note, I'm going to go ahead and, and say signing off for myself as before I play it to wrap up because it's just it's just not appropriate. It feels inappropriate for me to even speak after I play it, and y'all will understand once I play it how fitting it is to wrap up the show with it tonight. So off the album, The Passionate Mind, we've, you've been listening to my interview with Brandon Flippin. Please check him out. Follow him on Twitter, Instagram. Check out his album on SoundCloud and all the other many listening streaming options he gave you earlier and again thank you so much Brandon I appreciate you and your music once again and don't forget I'll be sending you some 80s random music videos from the (laughs) 80s randomly on Twitter throughout the in the meantime I just want to say thank you all so much for listening to Coffee Talk with Shell where there's always variety in life tune in Sunday nights at 8 p.m. central time and thank you once again to our military and veterans and their loved ones and just want to say I am thankful for each and every one of you as well as the arts and music including Brandon and his album The Passionate Mind so early happy Thanksgiving to y'all and on that note as I wrap up here is the last interlude last part of the album Death of the Mind thank y'all
Thank you.